Well, uh, I have uh, Connor Daniels on, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it's so great to be able to have you on and stuff. And uh, how long have you been doing comedy now? Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. I've been doing comedy shows. Um, I did a show June 29th, and I was that day I was like, how long am I going to do this for? So I checked my notes, and it was a year on June 29th, so like a year and like a month or so. Ah, wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, man, it's cool. And like during college, because I, I graduated uh, 2022, mm -hmm. and during college I did like a like one to three, at least two, maybe three mics mm -hmm. throughout college, like with like six months in between. Cause uh, I knew I wanted to do it, but I, I was just like scared. Right. <laughs> so like I always do it. Like so, I kind of had the idea I wanted to do it, and we'll try to think of shit for like years. But like officially, when I was like, all right, let's do this, uh, like a year ago. So. Right. How old are you? I'm 24 now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's so funny. I wanted to do a joke about this. Actually, uh, no, it's a joke that, uh, um, Joe McAndrew has. Do you know Joe McAndrew? Have you met him? I'm not sure. I, I, I probably recognize the face. He has a great bit about how, like, he's 31. And he's like, if you, I meet someone who's like 24, I talk to them like they're a child. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's true. But, um. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, like just to see your progression and everything. Cause I first saw you at uh, Alex Zaleski's mic, which was like prep coffee, and just yeah, that was, that's a red bag. yeah, and uh, you just always really impressed me with like your stuff, and I love how creative you are on stage. Like the stuff you come up with is just totally original, which is great. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I was curious, um, like, who were sort of the comedians that you watched or liked before you started doing stand-up? Uh, like, before I did it, um, I remember the first time I, like, ever really, like, belly laughed at stand-up. Mm -hmm. I had a friend, uh, I had a friend named Anthony uh, Sylvester growing up. Uh, we're, still, we're still friends now, man, but, like, uh, when I was, I, I gotta say, we started hanging out when he was in, like, seventh grade, and I was, like, fifth or sixth grade mm -hmm. and I remember like when we started hanging out he brought over like a box DVD set with all of Dave Chappelle's specials so like the For What It's Worth and like his HBO oh yeah but I think For What It's Worth was the name but the one he filmed in San Francisco uh, about like where he's talking about like the origins of AIDS mm -hmm. and then uh, the one the comedy half out and that was the first time I remember like really being like the stand ups really so I remember those uh, so definitely Chappelle. Mm -hmm. um, uh, have you ever seen those early ones from Chappelle? A little bit. I've seen a little bit. The thing that I know about, like, his stuff that I saw a lot when I was getting into, like, more into comedy, like, he was at, it was very, like, odd, an odd period of time where it was actually, like, a Guinness World Record thing they were doing. It was him and Dane Cook. And they were doing this thing at the comedy, uh, I don't know, not the comedy store, the other one, it's in California. And um, they were doing this, like, competition to see who could do the most hours on stage at once. And, like, Dane Cook did, like, four hours, did a set that was, like, four hours. <laughs> and, uh, and Chappelle did, like, a six-hour, like, thing. And it's, like, 
and some comedians were like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, like... Right. It's like I will poop right then and there. Right. But even to think like that's for some people like that's a lot. <laughs> you know, just that but just at that point, like with those guys, like they just it just becomes like sort of a thing where they can just bounce off ideas, I guess, and not really like it's not something they really have to like they can just spitball up there after like the second hour, just be like, Okay, now I can, you know yeah. do whatever. <laughs> it like, it yeah. gets like less jokey, it's like <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough thing. Yeah, I don't know if you've sort of felt this way, but it can be very hard to perform in other in front of other comedians because it gets that way. You kind of talk like we're friends. We talk like you know your voice changes in a way because when they're strangers, you have like a performative voice. Do you get that? It's like, it's so weird being like, am I like a guy, am I like a guy, like a cool guy who like talks all nonchalant or am I like a guy who's like performing? Like, it's hard to figure out like your style sometimes right. on the audience. Like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And I always love, I just love how silly you are. You know, it kind of sounds odd, but like, I think that's sort of lost on people is to really have fun up there. Like I lose it sometimes where I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be fun, Richard. Like... <laughs> it just seems like you always have a blast up there with whatever you're doing, and uh, it's fine. But then, and then, like, I'm like, maybe I'm not being performative enough. Or so, like, I go and you know, whatever I'm doing currently, like two mm-hmm. weeks later, I'll feel like a dipshit and try to change. But like, oh you know, yeah. Like, but uh, but like, I don't. I, another guy that I watched a lot that I really like stuff is like uh, uh Norm Macdonald. I love. Oh, Norm Macdonald. He's it's great. Like silly, like I love stand up when it's like just. I mean, it's really cool too uh, when like kind of like the philosopher, which someone's like really like yeah, like good points. But like I do love just like silly, just genuinely funny stand up. Yes, yeah, I I love that too. I just I think you know it's it's one of the coolest you know and kind of the saddest thing last year was when a bunch of comedians died, like Saget and him. The only, like, great thing from it was everyone that I talked to that knew them, like, comedians that I was friends with that knew them personally, was like, oh, they're so nice. Like, you know, and that's, like, a cool thing when you find out, like, you know, because we're all used to, like, oh, celebrities. But, like, when you find out, like, oh, they were actually cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that is really cool. But, like, you know, it's, and that's, that's what's cool, like, uh, just doing comedy for the time that I've been doing. I know it's, like, Whenever you meet someone who's really, uh, really good. Oh, yeah. Like, nine times out of ten, they're, like, the nicest, most supportive people. Like, the best people are so nice and supportive, so. Yeah, I I think so, too. I think it's because, like, they just, from my experience, it's like they know, they understand everything that we go through and, you know. Yeah. It's, It's always interesting just to see people, like, I used to, I, I don't really ask this too much on the podcast anymore, but do you feel like. Socially, you've gotten along pretty well. Has it been comfortable for you? Or was there, like, a growing period of, like, getting kind of situated with it? Uh, there's definitely a growing period. I think now I'm a little bit more, uh, like, settled into, like, hanging out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And not that I was ever, like, 
Like I, I felt like sometimes it was it was hard for me. To, it, it's weird when you start going to mics and everyone's like been seeing each other for a long time. Right. It's hard to be like, hey, everybody. Yeah. The the comparison I always heard that's great. I heard a comedian say this is it's like you come onto a like a, you're like a character that comes onto a television series at like the fourth season. <laughs> you're like, oh, I have to. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then like the people in the audience, like people watching, like who's this fucking dipshit? Like I don't want. He's not part of the show. Right. Where's your role in the show? And it's hard to like figure that out. But I'm just kind of now. I guess it's just like when you do enough sets and stuff, you feel more comfortable. And then like. I started more like like when you were at the bar yesterday when we first mm-hmm. got to that bar. Yeah. I was like, oh, the is here. Let me just go talk to people. And it's like natural now. It's like natural now, yeah. And exactly. mics are such a, like, they're such a weird thing because to me it's always like, I always say, like, I, it's kind of, I started to say this on stage once, but it was too sad, but it's not like I don't mean in a depressing way. But like, yeah. the most comfortable, like, the most uncomfortable, like, I'm a, I seem on stage, like if I'm bombing or not doing well, that's way more comfortable than me in real life. Like, there's just a lot of like, I just have a lot of weird anxiety stuff. Like I showed up early. So like I had to wait outside while the guy was helping. I was like, do you want me to take him like the beers for you? Like I'll I'll help you. So he let me do that. And I was just like, (laughs) you know, and you had the whole interaction with the person outside that everyone was talking about. And I was like, I do not, I do not uh, wrap myself up in that social situation at all. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, even with, even with homeless people, like, this is a real thing. Like, if they ask me my name, I'll give them a fake name. They're not going <laughs> to see me ever again. <laughs> it's like, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> yeah, so, but it, it, that mic is really, really fun. It's a good, it's a good area. And the thing that's great about it is the audience is uh, very welcoming. They like they like it. They like the mic. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that mic a lot. I, I don't know about you, but like if I have something new, I feel like that's a thing. Like yesterday when I went, I did like I like that was pretty much everything that was new. Oh really? Uh, like some did okay, some did good some most did shit so i'm like okay i, I could i feel like that's a good room to gauge on what is what works and what right the, you know what I, mean? I think with you what's always so cool is just since you're new is like the one thing that's great about it is there's so much uh that i haven't seen from you yet so it's always like a surprise it's like you still have that that like new stuff of like okay he has new stuff every time <laughs> it was like this is great to see and I love the stuff that you come up with. I wanted to ask, uh, the, like, silly voice that you do, uh, you haven't really done it that much recently, but, uh, but, um, what did that come from? Was that something that you always used to do, or? Just, just like, stupid voices in general. Uh, I think that was something, so, I know, I don't know, uh, I'm sure you at least met him a few times. Keegan Tyndall? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, so me and Keegan grew up together. Oh wow! And, and like uh, pretty much since like eighth grade, we've been like best friends. Oh so wow! When, when we would hung, hang out for like, all we would do is just like dumb voices and character voices, and it's sure it's probably awful and cringy from an outsider's perspective. But we would you know just do voices and just like bitch basically for like hours on end. Right. Uh, so I guess that's kind of like a part of like my humor, I guess in general, like uh, right. 
It always reminded me of, uh, you're familiar with South Park, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know how there's, there's this episode where, I think he came back once, but it's like uh, Kyle has his cousin Kyle come, and he's like, stereotypical Jewish kid. Oh, yeah, dude. And that voice sounds so much like the voice you do for the grandmother come to. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I always made that connection that it sounded like that. And it was so funny to me. I was like, oh, that's so great. It's like the nasally thing. But I haven't been doing that bit as much at Mike's. Like, uh, I don't know if you've had this, but like recently, so like I got like a good 10 minutes that I really like. I did really well on the show. Mm-hmm. And then right after the show that I did well on with my new 10 minutes, I was like, everything's amazing. And now I just hate my 10 minutes. Oh, you yeah. Know, that's, that's me now, too. You know, it's it's hard. I've been, you know, I've been working since uh, since 2020. I've been writing, trying to write an hour of material. And uh-huh. I have, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I want to get, like, to, like, at least 45 or 50 and it's, and it's tough because, like, my first, like, ten minutes is good, but I'm, like, it becomes too easy. Not in, like, a cocky way. It's just, like, it's it's also the, the, the terrible thing about stand-up is you get so used to being, like, shitty and hard that that's the only way that you think you get better. So you're, like, and it is the only way you get better. So you're, like, oh, I need this to be tough. You know, I need this to be, you know, if there's no challenge with it anymore, you're just not going to really try so to me i'll be like i've been on autopilot and that's been the tough thing with like and the good thing about knights of columbus is like i went there and i didn't know the host at first so like i thought it was gonna be brand new comedians that i had never met before and it's like no i saw i saw carl there when i got there and i was like oh it's all the same people <laughs> yeah, exactly. i remember you were telling me you're like because i kind of had a similar thing when i saw the poster i went there I was like who's this guy like this gonna be new and i was like he's only you, you get that and you're like, these are fuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, these people. And they have a good crew of people. Like, it's always, I always love the, the group of people. And there was definitely new people that I met there, like, got to know more, like, Russell. And it's... It's just a solid, it's a solid, uh, I really like that place. Yeah, they make it, like, I'm very much, <laughs> like, I like the bare minimum in, like, open mics. Because open mics in general are very weird, uh... I've made this reference a whole bunch on the podcast, but, um, like, the reference I always use is, have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball? Yeah. You know how, like, they have the weird coach come in, and it's like, is he weird? It's like, no, and then he acts all weird, and he's like, we're not weird for us. That's how open mics are. You could bring, like, a friend, and they'd be like, this is terrible, and then you'd be like, no, you should have been here two weeks ago. That was terrible. This is good. Oh, yeah. Crazy person. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things with comedians that's, like, really, you know, it really is just a a thing, like, the one thing that I wish there was more of, like, they've done it with some stuff on TV, but I'd love to have more of, like, a documentary series where it follows comedians, like, in the after periods of, like, before mics and, like, after mics. Yeah. 
of like not them performing, but like just us shooting the shit together because just the different people that you meet and the different personalities that you always get to. And like, to me, it's the hardest thing for me was just like, you have your personality that you have on stage and then you have your stuff off stage. And I feel like, do you feel like when you're age, you're pretty much like you're, um, do you feel like you're sort of in the younger crowd or do you feel like the age thing doesn't really matter to you? Uh, I don't think, I don't think about it as much. I, um, I don't know. I don't think about being young as much, but I do feel like sometimes like I'm just getting out of the period where I feel like I think about myself as being like super new mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of like that new guy thing, but like, but I don't know, like everyone, honestly, like pretty much everyone coming in has just been so nice to me and like uh really like no one's like been pretty much i I really can't think of anyone who's been a dick or not super welcoming as far as like starting oh that's good lucky to like have been around people especially like you know like my friends that i hang out with like you know my mates like keegan you know like colin uh, oh yeah those two guys are just fantastic like they are amazing i've been trying to get uh devin on the podcast forever it's just been tough to figure it out just schedule it but uh all three of those guys those are like the three like i don't know like there should be a word i know they have their like uh their duo whatever they call themselves on uh online i forget the name yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, but like that whole entire those three guys, they're so great, and like just really the that's the cool thing with comedy too is I love the like the little groups of it because when I started getting really into hardcore into comedy, like the people that I liked were sort of friends also. Like everyone that it was cool, like everyone that I watched, what was really cool to me was that they were all like friends. And they all had started as like open mic people and became all became famous. Like the the four people are like Mike Birbiglia, Pete Holmes, John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, Hannibal Burris. Like they all started at open mics together and all became like super famous comics. And it's like I love that. And I love seeing different groups of people. And do you feel like you have found like sort sort of with that that you have? different relationships like that with comedians that you can just go up to and be like, okay, this person I can, you know, get something from, or like, you know, not get something, but like, you know, get something like, uh, I guess like, like a good conversation out of and a good like rapport with. Well, I mean, I was, I hung out with Keegan and Colin and Devin before I did stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's like, they were just, they were just my friends. Mm-hmm. And once I did stand up now, and it's pretty cool. Like I feel like I've been able to get like I owe so much of how I've been able to. And I'm, you know, I'm certainly not fucking killing it, but I'm doing. I'm doing. Yeah. I had nothing. I started, and now I have something. And I feel like I owe so much of that to Colin, Keegan, and Devin just for like talking to me. Yeah. About it and just being supportive, and then like just showing me like you know giving me pointers and telling me where to go and everything like that. Like right. I owe so. What I have now to those guys, and and now just it's so fun just hanging out with them and like and learning because they're all like uh, you know Keegan's probably like Keegan's got very good very he's probably I say one to two years in 
and then Devin and Colin Bruno, and they just like have been so cool. With the yeah, I am. How to do stuff. He, uh, Devin is someone that I'm like, he is so amazing because I feel like his personality is just like so strong and so good. It's like, he's really like, I just love his stuff. It's really hard to explain, but I've just never seen someone so natural like him from, from stage to like, you know, cause some people have a different aura of like, or like different, like mood, you know, when they're off stage, you know, they're a little more. You know, yeah. like he's the same in speech and you know mannerisms on stage and off stage. Like, that's very good. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Like, because I, I I struggle with that a lot right now. Being like, like I'll be me, and then I get on stage, and, and like afterwards I get off, I'm like, what kind of fucking? Why was I being? Who was that guy that I was? <laughs> it's like guy, yeah. And, and then fucking you know, I was just being. What am I doing? Like I listen back, and I'm like, you're not bad. You're Devin is very like Devin does have that very good and Devin was so cool because Devin was who uh, because last year in Jersey City I shared a room with Devin Ah. for like the whole summer me and Devin did literally everything together we get up we go to the gym we cook then we go to a mic because I started doing New York mics Mm -hmm. and when I started like I had shit and Devin would go, go up there and just really kill it as, as much as you can at like those New York mics like stood out as being good at those New York yeah. mics I was like dude like it was fucking and like he, he, you're right he, he's very good and he has a very good way at like transitioning just his personality to on stage like his name right. is very him yeah it's just very him and like even with the stuff he's been doing now like his his uh Instagram show like thing that he does where it's like sort of like a one man like she sort of does like a fake news channel like type of type of thing and that perfectly suits him like it's it's great but uh that's funny to hear that that you were that roommate because i know that he has jokes about that so that's interesting (laughs) it's always funny when you hear like the backstories of jokes you're like oh that's what that is from (laughs) but uh yeah it's cool to have you know that's the one thing that i loved with you know just my experience is becoming friends with different groups of comedians because I don't drive. I just, I've been lucky to like just form these friendships where like I'll ride with other comedians and then the conversations that you have can just be so like fun and also like really helpful and like, Oh, okay. This is, it makes you more comfortable and you learn also different styles. Like that's the thing that I learned is like, with so many people, like the first guy that I traveled with, uh, he doesn't really do stand up that much anymore. He doesn't really get to, but um, uh, he uh, he's like a Mitch Hedberg style, like one liner guy. So I learned how to do that style a little bit. Just you know, it kind of you know, it kind of you kind of feel probably feel this the same way when you hang out with those guys. It's like their sense of humor like, bounces off to you. And you're like, oh, now I know how to do that shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, with VJ, like, VJ is super, like, dark and, like, blue, but he's not, like, it's not, like, stupid jokes. It's, like, very smart, like, intellectual, <laughs> like, kind of intellectual stuff. So it's very much, like, that was a thing to, like, learn a little bit how he does that. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's true. And like, I could see that in your comedy because you have a lot of jokes that like are kind of like 
more personal and like kind of like about similar like very much about you and more not serious topics but like you know like oh yeah topics. i i that's the one thing that's that's been you know kind of a tough thing with writing this you know hour that i've been working on is uh you know what i it has to have a narrative of course but the thing is i don't want it to be like a one-man show i want it to be stand-up so like i have to sort of like figure it out of like okay not try and get too like heavy with it or like heavy handed with stuff because i have a little bit of stuff with it like i talk about like social anxiety and depression and stuff like that and i always try and do it in a way that's like relatable <laughs> but um but like light-hearted <laughs> well you have a good a mix that like i think is good is like because you have other jokes that are just silly like, yeah i i always try and have that that's a they're great to hear you know i i did uh dan's mic uh at the college once and it was a compliment but the the girl said that one of the audience members they were like college kids so she was like 18 like she, she said that my my comedy was uh intrusive thought comedy <laughs> i was like yeah that's kind of <laughs> but uh yeah it, it takes a long time i think for me i was just so like personally i just think i was so bad for a while that like once I finally got it, it just became like a thing to me. Like, okay, now I know how to do it. It literally took me, I think, I always say like a year, like two years really, to learn how to write like a setup punchline joke. Like, and get into a rhythm and know how to do it. Cause I just had weird premises and like, I just was like, it was just such a, a hard thing to, to do also because I come from like I said that my first started performing with in uh, high school was singing, and then I did improv, so I was like with a group of people. And then when I started doing stand up, which I really was my main goal for many years, it was like, oh shit, I'm on stage now by myself. I have no other person to like <laughs> rely on. I have to be like, this yeah. is me. Yeah, like this is just kind of you. And the thing that's like, I don't know if you if this one wasn't able to, but like, I feel like as a young person, when I was, I was 21 and a half, 22 when I started and I had so many opinions back then and I used to be so much more opinionated than I am now. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny. It's like, it's healthy for like my personal life that I'm not as like that anymore, but it's yeah. terrible for comedy because it's yeah. like, you know, you know how like Liam is very opinionated. I used to be like that and like, now I'm kind of more chill, and it's like, uh, it's just a thing, but, but it, either, either one works, but there's, yeah. a, there's a style that you can adopt around, like, because if you are very opinionated, you could actually get genuinely passionate about something, yeah. and sometimes those rants can be very funny, but yeah. either one works, it was super funny too. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just always try and, to me, the one thing that I had to learn was you had to do your sense of humor, like, and I think you do that very well, is... Like, you're not trying to pander to anybody. I think that's the one thing that's great about your your stuff and what you do is just, it's fully you, you know? There's so many people that you go up and do the same type of jokes. You know, it just happens with people, especially in our age group, you know? Yeah. They'll talk about the same sort of things, and it's like, you always come at it from really great angles, which I love. Like, and I was curious how you how do you come up with that? Is that something that's like far written out or how do you sort of come up with your material? 
I kind of, like, sometimes, so, there's days, like, now I'm trying to find the balance between, like, how many mics in a week I should do and how much I should, like, write. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, sometimes if I just sit down to write, you know, I could just jot stuff down and, like, sometimes I'll just pace around my room and, like, say random shit and make noises. Like, I should think of something I think is funny, then I'll try yeah. to come up with a around that. Um, and then other times, I'll just be like, I have a thought that I'm like, oh, that's funny, and I'll write it down, and I'll try it. Um, but I don't know, like, I feel like some sometimes when I do stuff, it's like, my jokes are really calculated, or not really calculated, I'm not fucking, but like, sometimes it's just random, and other times I'm like, okay, this is a setup punchline, we'll see if it works. But I never know if anything's going to work until I do it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the... That's really the main thing with it, that it's just like, oh, you never know how it's going to go until it, until it happens. Like, some people are very yeah. measured with their stuff, and I never could really be like that. Like, I obviously have an outline now of, like, when I go out and, like, my set, I actually have, like, a set list now that's actually, like, yeah. in different orders and stuff. But it's still, like, it's not word for word for me. And I, the one thing that's different that I think is I've never... I've never really tried to, like, if I have a set where I'm not in a good mood or something happened to me, like, my mood shifts, like, from stage to, like, there. It doesn't, like, I don't go into, like, professional mode, oh, I'm going to be happy on stage now. (laughs) It's, like, if I'm upset that day, like, you'll see it in my set and in my material and in my general tone. Do you have that? Does it sort of switch or or are you able to, like, calm down and sort of compartmentalize it? Yes, I I think, um... I don't know about as much mood, but I think uh, it's just, I think a lot of times it depends on, like, I notice when I'm doing good, and I guess this is probably the case for everyone, but when I'm doing good and I'm more confident, I'm definitely, I feel like I do better. I mean, that's just my perception. Yeah, of of course. I'm, like, more confident, I'm doing better, like, when I'm on a roll, like, you know, like, I'd say like two, one month to two, like month, two months ago, I was like kind of on a roll where I was like, okay, things are working. Right. So like I got up, I had like a energy, like that it was going to go well. And I was like, right. I did better. There's and, a lot of muscle memory, I think with comedy. And also there's a lot of like, if you have that mindset, I've always felt like if you have that confident mindset of like, okay, I know this, this has been going well and I think it's going to go well that really wins an audience over. Like, that's what does. Because it's really fake it until you make it. Like, audiences, they don't know. They just want to know that you're, that you know what you're doing. So, and I think that's one of the things with Sam's that's kind of weird. We're all tricking people. We're all, like, making them seem like we are better than we actually are. (laughs) It's like, it's like, no, this is not as, you know. I, I, I was in the bathroom one time after like uh-huh. a, a mic or a show or something. And the guy was like, Oh wow. Did you like, he thought that everything that I said on stage, like was not pre-planned ahead. And I was like, Oh no, this has been pre-planned for years and years, <laughs> but it's cool that it came off that way. That it, like, it didn't come off as rehearsed. I was like, Oh wow. That's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's always cool to just see that. So I was curious when, when did you sort of, were you always a performer type, like as a kid and stuff? Um, I don't know if I was a kid, like, 
when I was a kid, I played sports growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, I was just, I did all sports and everything. Uh, and then, I always loved to, like, just joke and joke around and just hang out with my friends, though. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, like I said, me and King and best friends forever, like, when we started hanging out, we were always just doing bits and just making jokes, like, just joking around like that. And then, when I was in high school, my senior year, I took theater arts, mm-hmm. and then I did performance theater for a year. Um, and that's when, like, and I, I wasn't, like, a natural natural, but I was, like, comfortable and I enjoyed it. Right. Um, so I think that must have been really fun for you to to mess around with and really get into, because it, was, it seems like something that you would love to do. Yeah, yeah, it was very fun. Like, it, like we, it was, like, competition theater. I don't know if, I think it was called... NJDSL, I don't know if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. it. It's just like, a couple, it was like having like a school soccer, like football team or something, but it was just theater, and they would have like, m- like music stuff, and like improv, and also like short plays and stuff, so it was, it was fun, I, I enjoyed doing that, so I think that's, that was a little bit of like when I was young, when I did like performance and stuff. Right, yeah, it's always, you know, to me, I, I try not to talk to my, talk about myself a whole lot on the podcast, but uh, like, <laughs> My entire, like, thing really came from, I was, I always had a weird, like, uh, like, kind of social thing going on, where I was, like, kind of beloved by some people, but also, like, made fun of a lot. (laughs) So, a lot of what, like, came from my sense of humor when I figured it out was, like, 14, 15 years old was, like, when I was snarkier, and, like, it was funny, because, like, I would, like be able to clap back at other students that were mean to me and I wouldn't get in trouble. I'd make my teachers laugh with whatever comeback I had. And it was like, and it's just like a coping mechanism and defense mechanism really. And exactly. it's like, it's kind of like, it's like a video game. It's like you press the button all the time because there's so many different things that humor can do. It can lighten a mood. It can, you know, it can amp up a mood. <laughs> it can, you know, like if people, like, I'm not an intimidating guy. I'm, a, I'm not small, but I'm, like, average height. It's like, if I want to de-escalate a situation, I have to be, like, funny. It's like... Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, like, it's... And what, what do you just want to fight all the time? It's like, right. there needs to be... So, a good, like, defense mechanism is humor. And, that, and then you kind of, when people... I was very horrible at that when I was a kid. I wasn't mm-hmm. very good at... I wasn't very good at snapping back. I'm mm-hmm. still not... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, like, that, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, was what was your family's reaction to uh, you doing stand-up? Were they, like, surprised at all, or what were they sort of, were they supportive? Uh, yeah, I mean, my parents are both supportive. I'm close with both my parents. Um, uh, my mom's kind of like, I guess, like, I still have a day job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, yeah. very work. Very so, like, I guess if I quit my job, they might be like, hey, are you doing but like right I mean I think that's that's the one thing that's good is like if you have just something like that's the one thing that I the only other like the only advice I would ever give like any comedian starting out is just like don't stop the like regular life thing <laughs> don't yeah, go yeah. immediately into doing comedy all the time because <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna end all like they do better if they're like this is all i have like i need to right. see this 
better when they're like, oh, well, this is something that I don't need to put too much pressure on myself because I got other life shit. Like, it's still, like, I still care about stand-up. Yeah, I think it's important to have other life stuff, too, because, like, where are you going to get your material from? I always have that problem of, like, I always... The one thing that I always get down about myself on material-wise is that I just don't... I'm not as prolific as I want to be. Like, I see so many people do new jokes, and, like, to me, like, I can't, like, sit down and write for shit at all. I usually just, like, I have insomnia, so I just mostly, like, three or four in the morning, it's like, Eureka! (laughs) I have a new bit. (laughs) And then... It only works only, and it's, like, such a stereotypical, like, thing for a comedian is, like, oh, when I get high, I can write more jokes. <laughs> but it's, like, once to get into that mindset of, like, that gets me into, like, my mindset. But I'll be like that. I'll be like, I wish that I could have way more material. And I have more material than I think. Like, that's another thing, too, because my memory is just bad. Uh, <laughs> one joke I always think is, like, if I wish I could remember my material as much as I can remember, like, every shitty thing that I've ever done to people in my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember all my regrets and all my stupid stuff that I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I don't remember these bits that I've been doing for five years. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I remember, like, that time I pissed out of a fight in eighth grade, like, way more than shit that I should remember. Right. It's like, it's like, oh, I, sh- I say this on stage sometimes. And, like, the good thing for me is, like, in the course of doing it for as long as I've been doing it, like eight years now, it's like the cool thing is whenever I see someone do material, like I never really like to take people like really, you know, sometimes we just do that. Like someone will be talking about a certain subject and you'll just go into whatever joke you have about that. And to me, I'll be like, I always have a thing where I'm like, oh yeah, they'll mention a word, like some random word in their joke. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I have a joke about that. (laughs) I have a joke about that that I need to break out and do again. And it's, it's, it's such a... Building a set can be so hard to figure out what you're going to do. Because especially at a place like Knights of Columbus, like, I feel like it's kind of... It kind of feels like needed to be new. Like, you kind of mentioned that. Like, it seems like... Not that they push it at all, like the hosts are in anything, but it just seems like that's more of an option for people to do more you can't really do the same stuff because it was just it's the same audience too yeah i mean that's that's definitely hard with mics like uh like doing like i don't know like uh i really like last week or was it the week before no not last week but the week before i didn't do stand-up at all because i was Mm -hmm. just like fucking you know i had just life yeah and then the week after i had no and I hadn't been on stage for a while. So I was like, now I need to get on stage, but I have nothing new. Like, it's, it's, it's a hard uh, balance. Right. Was it, was it something that was like, were you, like, uh, did you feel like re I I don't know the word for it, but, like, did you feel, like, refreshed? So, like, okay, I can get back to this? Or was it like, oh, shit, the, uh, I forgot how to ride the bike? <laughs> oh, no, dude, I am, I so fast. Like, I'm definitely one of those people that needs to be on stage, like, a good amount of times a week. Yeah. And not just flounder up there. Like, I really, I lose it so fast. And there's a lot of times where I feel like I could have opportunities to get on stage. And I'm trying to get better at it, but, like, I don't take advantage of them as much because I'm like, 
I wasn't on stage like four days in a row prior to this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think also like the big thing about it is just like life, the tough thing with stand-up is you want to do it all the time, but you have to live life in between. And also like not for nothing like uh, I, I don't want to speak for anyone, but like for me, it's like financially, it can be, you know, it's kind of funny. I used to say before the Will Smith shit happened and everything, I used to say to the comedians that were starting out, this will never hurt you physically. Like you'll never get hurt physically doing this. This will hurt you financially. This will hurt you definitely emotionally at times, but, but it won't affect you in a physical aspect anymore. And it's still that way. I feel like with stand up, that's just the toughest thing is like, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but like, has it been tough to fit your life into doing stand-up as much as you want? Um, yes and no. Like, I really enjoy, I really enjoy stand-up. Like, stand-up, it definitely does, like, when you eat shit, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But when it's great, like, it's, it's great. Like, it's fucking, it's so fun. So, I don't really, and, like, I don't have a kid or a wife or anything. Mm-hmm. So, I basically, like, just go to work and then, I'll go to the gym, and then I'm like, all right, now what? And, like, if I didn't do stand-up, I would just go home and fucking nothing. I just, if I did stuff, so, like, do it. It's, it's hadn't been that hard to fit it in. Right. Uh, it, it, kills a, it kills a day. You're right. And also, like, it makes you also think of things. Like, you're just like, okay, that happens tonight. That's what I'm doing. That's, you know, you can, and that's one of the things, like, it was, it was funny to me when I watched I watched, like, the first episode ever of Seinfeld, like, the pilot, a couple, yeah. like, a month ago, maybe, or, like, two months ago. <laughs> it was just funny, like, the, like, similarity of, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll have something that, like, happens to me during some type of little... You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'll see if I'm... If I'm... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I just gotta hold my phone closer. That was my bad. Uh, yeah, um, I, uh, whenever I have, like, little, like adventures and stuff that's when I'm like i really feel like i can have like stuff when shit goes wrong it's like i can really talk about stuff that's kind of yeah. how it is it's like if i go through something it's like well at least i get a bit out of this oh i thought you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. like someone will die and you're like this is gonna be so fucking funny yeah it's like it's kind of a kind of weird thing they're like oh wow but um yeah it's yeah. It's cool just to hear that you really do it as much as you can. Uh, how many times a week do you usually do it? Uh, it depends. Like, I try to find a balance between like writing and doing, and like actually going to, like you know, like I'd say, I'd say at this point, I'm just starting to get booked more. To where like I got like a, a show or like a few shows. Uh, oh, that's good too. To get. So, like, I kind of, like, in the, in the meantime, like, if I have a show on, like, a Saturday, I'm like, all right, let's focus on mics this week, like, so I can practice. Right. And if I don't have a show, then I'm like, all right, maybe I'll like, write more. Right. Because I, I do, I can't, yeah. like, if I push myself to write, I can get some material, you know? And when you're on a show, like, is it, usually to me it was like that when I, like, one of the things that I used to do, I, I haven't done any mics in New York Ever, and I really want to because when I was it, performing in New York, I was doing a lot of bringer shows when I was like yeah. a year and a half in and 
it was such a weird thing. I look back at it now because like the tape and stuff. It's like, why did they let me talk for six minutes straight? <laughs> like now I could fucking kill it. But back then, like a year in, it was like not like, you know. But the one thing that I always loved was like my family could come see me and like I could practice that material. I'd have like three, four, five weeks to work on jokes and be like, kind of have this presentation done of like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. this thing and that's always cool to have with with shows like i was never really lighting the world on fire weekend on shows and uh before covid but after like during and after covid it was just the worst like i had no i had literally like two years with no like shows and then this year i got on like well one six months ago and then like two like a couple months ago so well, i've done like three and i'm like okay i'm fine for the year like i won't be upset <laughs> like because <laughs> it used to be annoy the shit out of me because i'm just like it it's tough because you you don't want to be excluded and you also like the thing that's tough is like i don't know if you feel this way it's tough to to feel like if this is a skill or not or like if there is any type of talent attached to this or it's just some type of weird personality trait. Because I like to think that I'm good at it. But also I can get too like cocky if uh, I'm doing too well. Do you ever deal with that? I know what you mean. Where it's like sometimes I'll be... Like I'll go up there and I could have a great set. I could have a great show or whatever. But like I know so many people who don't even do stand-up who are like fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. And, and it's, I'm like those yeah. people are so like... Could just make you die laughing. Yeah. On our comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's such a different thing, too. I've seen so many people that, like, it just fits their personality not to do stand-up. Like, they're just naturally funny off stage, in a yeah, way. Yeah, I guess there's people that are, like, not that funny. Not, not like, particularly, like, they don't joke around that much and they're not super funny off stage, but when they get on, they're just killers. So right. It's kind of random. And the thing that you can often see, and also I saw it in myself a lot, is the same thing, is you have to be, like, you have to recognize when you're being funny off stage. Like, I think that's an important thing, too, is I could see, like, a comedian, and they won't have a good set, and then we'll be talking afterwards, and they'll be great. They'll be so funny, socially, and then it's like, you kind of want to say to them, like, you should talk like that on stage. <laughs> But but it's tough to, because you realize at the same point. Because also to me, like, just going back to what I said earlier, you have to do, like, your sense of humor and what you like. And that's what I like that you do. Because, like, to me, I've always been getting more comfortable with that. It's like, at least if I'm doing my own stuff that I find funny, then there's no really, like, lose, lose situation. It's like, okay... Because my thing is just, as long as people understand what I'm talking about, even if they don't particularly find it funny, that's the only thing that I want. I don't like when people don't understand my jokes or <laughs> things oh, yeah, get misconstrued. <laughs> like, when you tell a joke and you're like, I'm fucking, I'm, I just seem like a, I'm coming off as a crazy person. Right. right. Or, that is the worst. Yeah. A big thing for me that's kind of hard now is uh, with the, uh, with how things have changed sort of with the the influx of like rap culture and hip hop culture and comedy and like roast battles and stuff like yeah. my I knew a lot of self-deprecating humor which which is and you do it too a little bit which is great and like 
But to me, I feel like it's, it's tougher to do nowadays because comedians just don't want to be that way anymore. They kind of want to have the last word and last laugh. And like, to me, I always make fun of myself. And the thing that I always have to go between is like, not make it too like, not come off too sad. Cause like, yeah, you know, it's so funny. Like I, I'm one of those people, like I never complain about like, you know, people complain about like wokeness and people being so sensitive. I'm like, that's not, that's bullshit. That doesn't exist. But the, the minute someone like awes at my joke, I'm like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. People get offended way too quickly. <laughs> it's like, that's what, that's what sets me off to like be grumpy in that way that people are because also, but I also have to like take that on myself and be like, okay, I just got to make the joke more sillier and be like, make sure that it's not too sad. Cause you can yeah, just, you can just I, get I, that I, way of like, oh, yeah. that was, that was not as funny as it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, yeah, you got to toe the line because it's really hard to be funny and brag. Yeah. But it's also like, you can't like, there's been times I don't do that much self-deprecating shit, but there's times I'll throw it in as almost like a crutch. Yeah. Like, you're like, because if you shit on yourself, you're like, all right, well, I'm not even claiming to be funny. You know right. What I mean? Like, if you're in the bad set, you could shit on yourself. Uh, but sometimes after I do it, I'll be like, why was I shit on myself? I don't even believe that. Why right. You know what I, mean? I think, to me, my main thing is, I always think it's good to do in the beginning, like, because um, it gives you time to to like the one thing that i think is good about it is it gives you like ammo more ammunition to talk about other things like more freedom like if you make fun of yourself first like i always say it's like pointing out the elephant in the room especially like with all my quirks and stuff i'm like if i do that because i used to have this joke about kanye west because i don't really do anymore because he got too he got too crazy for me to do the bit (laughs) but um but I used to do this bit about Kanye, but it was always good because I made fun of myself for, like, the first part of my set. So when I went after him and my jokes, it didn't, like, it didn't feel like I was attacking him, like, with no, like, like, re, like no, like, self-awareness of, like, my stuff. So I was like, yeah. I talked about how weird I am. Now I'm going to make fun of Kanye and how weird he is. <laughs> like, it sort of gives people that, like, that, like thing of like they give you permission almost of like okay like yeah yeah like you can't just go up and be like i'm awesome you want to hear about this guy who i think sucks like you can't do that right <laughs> you gotta be like okay this is and yeah yeah so it was it was just and to me i i don't know if you have this now but do you have any bits like you don't have to say specifically if you don't want to but do you have any bits that are like something you like and you find funny that hasn't really popped with the crowd as much as you would like it to? Oh, that's, that's definitely happened. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of something because it's happened a lot. Yeah. Like, there's shit, like, there's stuff that gets laughs where, like, every time I do it, it gets a laugh. And I'm like, come on, that's not even fucking funny. Right. Yeah, but I love and people never really laugh. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating because you're like you're like no, I know this works in my <laughs> in my head. It makes me laugh, so it's gotta it's gotta translate somehow. I always had jokes like that. Yeah. Like I always had jokes like every every year I had a joke that was like that was like that. It was like my personal thing. Like the one joke that I used to have 
which I, I kind of brought back as my Garfield joke. And like, that just started like getting, like the only hard part with that, that has changed so much with comedy. Like it's, it's kind of interesting to talk about like with you, when, when you came into doing comedy, I guess, was COVID like the restrictions still a lot or was COVID kind of like where it is now where it's kind of not really a thing? It wasn't really a thing, I don't think. Like, I started, like I said, like, around a year ago in New York. Mm-hmm. It was never, a th- like, maybe every once in a while someone would be wearing, like, a mask. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was never, like, a restriction. And it never, like, I was never, like, COVID was never thought. So right. I, I was, that, I was post-COVID era. I guess the more, I guess the more specific question I meant was, like, was there audience members when you were performing first in New York and stuff? Or was it mostly performing in front of other comics? Yeah. And even now, like, the only times I do, I perform in front of, um, you know, like, when I have shows. Like, when I right. have shows, then performing in front of all these members. Uh, right. Yeah, because uh, cause that's the thing that's so different now that has changed, like, for us in comedy. It's just, like, I kind of feel like a crazy person kind of talking about it is, uh, you know, my experience of when I started, like, we would just perform in front of strangers all the time. And... It was just very funny, like, you know, to think about. Like, back then, we just sort of ambushed people. It was like, oh, we, we have this mic at this pizza place, at this vegan pizza place, and now, like, you brought your seven-year-old, and we're not going to change our material. <laughs> yeah, your seven-year-old's here, and I'm going to talk about, like, the most horrible, horrible vibe ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hopefully you don't mind this. <laughs> And that's the only thing that makes it change. So, like, to me, like, my way of getting over it was just, I'm going to make the comedians that I look up to and people that, like, I look up to who I think are better than me and, like, funnier than me. I want to make them laugh. Like, people I admire. It's like, oh, I can make them laugh. That's what I know I can, like, adjust this stuff and, like, put it in my set and keep it there and be like, okay, this works. Yeah, that always, that always feels good for sure. Like, uh, you know, like, I've, Getting a compliment from a comedian, like, oh, that's a really funny bit. Yeah. Matters. Like, I, I value that a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a feather in your head, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. It's like. Yeah. And then it gives you, like, sort of a taste of, like, what people like. You're like, okay, if that person likes that, then that's got to be something that, like, people get into. And, and sure, yeah. it's, it's always cool to find that. I think that's one of the things, like, it always gets brighter. I always feel like, like with with stand up like it always gets clearer each time you do it. It always gets like, okay, you get more comfortable, you get more like just used to it. You know, it's it's so funny, like uh I I used to, you know, people often ask like about like stage fright and stuff and I often have to like constantly remind myself to have empathy for people with stage fright because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> and, and it's tough. It's like I have to remind myself that it exists and that it's the normal thing for people. And like, for me, I think the one thing that changes is when you perform, like the funny thing with stand-up is people think like, okay, you want to make everybody laugh. And when you're starting out, you definitely want to do that. But then you have certain audience members and certain audiences where you'll be like, oh, I'm, it's fine that I didn't make this nine-year-old Trump supporter laugh. That's fine. That doesn't, 
ruined my day that you didn't like my joke. It's like, you kind of, you don't get like snooty to the audience, but you kind of deal with like, oh, I don't need your love. Like, like that's what gets it easier for me. It's like, it's like, I can, I see people get like so dejected when they like bomb and I'm like, Dude, you bombed in front of an 80 year old. <laughs> I'm definitely still in that phase where like, he's like me. Right. Uh, it's like, know. you want everyone to love you, though. Like, that's, that's a common thing with us, is we want everyone to laugh. We want, because yeah. that's the only way we know we're, that we're doing well, is like, you know, if you're, it's sort of, that's the barometer of like, okay. And the cool thing on the flip side of that is when you can make audiences that you don't think will laugh when you can get them. When you see the guy like with his arms crossed and he's not like happy that the mic is there and happening and then you do a joke and he likes that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah I gotcha. That is, that's very rewarding. <laughs> if you're in an environment where like, you know, it's not going great and then you kind of turn the, turn it around a little bit and you know, get laughs and it feels very good right and the good thing with that is also when you see it happen from a secondhand experience is if you haven't gone on stage yet it kind of like it kind of like shines a light on the room it's like okay this person opened up the attention a little bit they kind of eased the tension a little bit for me to slip in and continue to do well and make and make people like it because that can be the toughest thing with open mics is that's kind of the tough thing with it is you never want to get, like, to me, I never want it to, I never want it to be too much of a show, like, feel too much like we're performing in front of other people, like, even if there are audience members. Like, I don't like that high expectation at mics, but, like, if there is, like, a little bit of an audience, I do like it. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a little bit of people that are excited. I mean, everyone loves when audiences, I think, for any type of performing genre of like music or comedy or anything is like, you like when the audience is attentive and like, like into it. Yeah, for sure. And especially like with an audience member, like uh, if you're at a mic or something that has audience members, like a lot of times, you know, I'm really like, all right, my goal is to make them laugh. You know what I mean? Right. Like I know that all these people uh, all the time or whatever, like, so I'm trying to make them laugh. Right. And it's always, that's one of the coolest things too is just going to mics and being like it just builds up this camaraderie with other comics and you're just like it's so cool like I never went to like any parties in high school and stuff and it's kind of like that for me now it's like I get to go to a party like every (laughs) every other day it's like I I get to see you know these different group of people and the the really cool thing with New Jersey and the one like thing about New Jersey it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is like, there's so many people and like New Jersey is very much slept on in between like New York and Philly of like comedians. So like a lot of people don't realize we have a big scene here and there's the cool thing is it's like, it's separated by like three different types of places in New Jersey, but we all know each other. It's kind of cool. It's like, it's like, Oh, you'll see a person and you'll be like, Oh, I know that person. And then, yeah. like, you'll see someone, you'll be like, oh, I have, like, 50 mutual friends with that person on Facebook. I didn't even know that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know this person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's always cool. I love when you get to see people who also, like, you wouldn't expect at a mic. Like, 
to be at a certain place. I always love that. Like, like, I thought you were, a, a, like, a this place. Guy, yeah. And rather that place. And now you're being that place guy. Yeah. And it's so cool. It's like, uh, yeah. one moment I just need... I just... Yeah, we're recording again. So I just, I just love that. I love the progression of seeing people how, you know, because as good as you are now, like, this is going to sound kind of weird for me to say, but I know this for a fact in, like, a year or, like, a year and six months, you're going to be so much better, man, than, than you are. It's going to be so different and, like, so much better. I just, I just see that. Like, it's going to happen. Like, it just happens. It's really cool. It's a really cool thing with stand-up. It's, like, you, you also, when people are at any type of age, like, with stand-up, you get to see people grow up and, like, live their lives, which is kind of cool. It's, like, I know there's people that I've known for, like, 10 years now close to, and it's, like, I knew that person when they were 25, and now they're 35, and it's like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that is. It's like you get to see the evolution of a person, like, yeah. from they are like, like how different Kyle uh, Colorado is now to when he started. It's like, you know, yeah. he was he was good when he started, but like now he's phenomenal, and it's just like, you love to see that. I think it's like I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of sports, but it's kind of like I imagine that it's like oh, you get to see someone's progression from that of like, yeah. this person. Yeah. Sure it's reflected in like their stand-up so yeah it's like oh yeah because life just never ends <laughs> you know that's kind of <laughs> the thing with life it never ends so you're like okay each person has you know you get to see people and you know as it goes some people can change some people don't but it's like as much as it is it's like that just comes out in your material of just being around each other and it's so great yeah. I, lo- I love the community and everything that we really have around us and it's great like that you were talking about that earlier I think the one thing that's so different now is we really have sort of weeded out the uh the like the uncomfortable people or the people that don't really make us like like the one thing that I was thinking of you never did did you do Scotty's ever uh no I've heard horror stories yeah it's just like we used to have to deal with those guys more. We don't really see them. And, like, you know, it's like sometimes we see them and it's fine. But, like, you know, it's just a, it's just a thing that's, like, such a better community now. Because I just yeah, think I, <laughs> I think it's, like, it's kind of like we, it's like, what's the word? It's like a revolution. It's like we took over, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this country. We're like, oh, we were the people that were, you know, on the outside of, like, getting, you know, fucking young comics that everyone hated and now we're the standard people we're like no we're the people now <laughs> yeah, yeah so. like i said everyone like as soon as i started like everyone was i mean i'm not talking about new york scene much like i said i started in new york for like a few months well with new york was that more competitive did you think like more yeah, it was, i don't know if it was good or bad for me to start there like i probably did like two-ish to three months of just mics in new york uh, and like I don't know if it was good or bad because it's way harder to get laughs oh yeah I can uh, imagine because of the you know like they're not great vibes like, like when I came to Jersey everyone's so fucking everyone has been so cool to me and fucking yeah like not one person has been shitty to me that I that's great happen. yeah I think uh, we've I think we've really hit a, a good period of you know I think the only the only thing that's like hard about it ever with comedy is just you you have your 
you have your onstage personas and how people are on stage, but then also you figure out like, and this is to me a big thing is like, I always get self-conscious about like, oh, people know this about my personality now. And like, the one thing that's great about stand-up and it's the one thing that's like, I think different from, I guess musicians have it too, but like any other activity really is you can have an off night or you can have a night where things don't go well for you, whatever. And it's water under the bridge the next week. Like people don't care. Like there's never really like a, like grudges that people will hold against you for anything. It's like, if something doesn't go well, like you're just, you know, it's fine each week. It's like, you just start over again. Yeah. I try to remind myself of that. Like, uh, I guess when I started, there was times when I would be like, ah, shit, like, I don't know if I'd go out tonight, like, I'm not super confident, like, what if these people see me do bad? Right. But now, I, I like, there's, if you're around people, like, in, you know, like, when I'm doing shows in Jersey City and, like, shows just in Jersey, and then mics and, and even mics, too, like, people are gonna see you have bad sets, and right. that's okay. I think it's like, how you react to those yeah. bad sets and how you are, like, you know, it's always, like, before... I always think socially is like half of the game up with it. And it's not like you need to like, you know, some people do to get more like a business approach. And I used to try and do that and fail. But like, to me, it's like you're being a good person and not even being like, you know, not like being an upstanding like citizen, but like being a nice person to be around yeah, is part yeah, of it. Like, <laughs> it's like, made. it's like if you're cool to be around, if you're just at a mic and you're not, as long as you don't cause any issues at a mic or at a show, you're like, you're in pretty solid, like, hands. So that's another thing that's like good about you is like, you have a good reputation with that too. It's like, I've never heard anyone really say anything terrible about you. It's just, it yeah. seems like everyone has really liked your stuff. It just seems like everyone has really liked your stuff and it seems like you got a good vibe from everyone. Like I said, yeah, like, that's good, and if you ever hear differently, don't tell me. Yeah, of course, of course. Ignorantly blissful that people like me. Yeah, but I just know how important that can be to hear, like, that, yeah, you are recognized as, like, yeah, people like it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing that we're always working on. It's like we always, you know, stand-up is always continuous in that way. You're like, I can just keep going. It's like, do you, um, do you have anything, like, any shows coming up or anything, uh, I think this is going to come out a little later, but, uh, uh my next show that I'll think I'm doing, um, Lafayette Bar, uh, let me see, that's a, that's Joe Ferrero's show. Oh, yeah, Joe Ferrero is awesome. What is the day? Oh, yeah, Joe's the fucking man. Um, that show is, yeah, yeah, in Easton, PA, uh, August 31st. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, uh, like Mark Henley. Oh yeah, Mark. Mark is a. That's an interesting with Mark is uh he started at the same like open mic that I started at. So like, before he went to Jersey City, he was kind of like our mascot of like, he was the guy everyone liked. And then when he moved to Jersey City and became a part of that crew, we were like, we're he's gonna, they're gonna love him. Because <laughs> he's so charismatic, it's like crazy. Yeah, like, I just did a roast that he hosted. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a roast with, like, all comics and, like, just funny shit, man. Like, he just fucking, even in, in an environment where it's, like, pretty much everyone knows of each other, he still, like, he still brings energy. And oh, yeah. 
the way yeah, he Marshall. just takes over a room, it's it's great. Yeah, Marshall, man. Yeah, he's awesome. So that whole entire crew, they're they're pretty good. So, yeah, um, have you? I guess I. I guess um, I would ask this: Have you watched any uh, recent specials or anything? Uh, I actually like just yesterday, and I've never really went, went all the way through. Like, I'm, there's certain comics, like I was saying before, like Chappelle, Norm, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Patrice O'Neill. I, I really oh, Patrice, him. yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but recently, I just I listened to. I worked, they gave me some dumb, mindless task, oh. and I listened to uh, Louis C.K.'s album, Hilarious. Oh, yeah. That special, that special, or that album, that special on TV, watching it, is what made me want to do comedy. Really? Yeah, that was the main, like, impetus towards it of, like, okay, I want to do this. Of, like, because what was, what was about it was, you know, he come, the one thing that stood out to me is, in the beginning of the, like, the pre... Like, you know how they'll have, like, a pre, like, clip of, like, the comedian coming into the, like, venue. He comes into the venue in, like, a limousine. But then he comes down and he's just wearing what he wears on stage, like a t-shirt. And I was just, like, you know, I was a chubby, like, fat teenager. I was like, oh, it, a comedian doesn't have to look like Jerry Seinfeld in, like, a suit and, like, a tie and look like... It, it could just be a fat guy. <laughs> And it's, <laughs> it's so tough nowadays with the Louis thing of just, like, how it's been, like, you know, because he was one of my, like, early influences, and it's, like, just the thing that's tough. But that's the same thing with all art, is, like, problematic people. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. the I one thing, it. it's, like, that'll always happen. But the one thing that I love is uh, um, Tom Segura's kind of taken over that mantle for me, for him, of, like, that's a person that I can just mention instead <laughs> of, like, similar... <laughs> Great. I, I, I remember in high school watching his uh, specials, like his first few. Yeah. Uh, Theo Vaughn's first special. I love, I like this one that he just put out, but I love, like Theo Vaughn has a bit where he just keeps going, fuck Denny's, bro. I hate Denny's, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking my favorite, but just fucking crying at that bit. Yeah, Theo oh, yeah. He's, he's so great. Um. Who have you watched recently? Uh, you recently, I've watched a lot of specials recently. Um, I watched, uh, I watched Mark Norman's, which uh-huh. I've seen him. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, the comedians that I was first friends with in my group, like when I started, if I had stayed with them, they they I would have probably been way more successful. But they did a show with Mark, and it's actually one of the most like embarrassing things that ever happened to me was not really embarrassing was it was like December of two years maybe three years ago two or three years ago uh he's doing a show with my with my friends he's on this show and um every he's you know doing the meet and greet after like just talking with everybody and I got like I got like nervous to talk to him so I didn't I ended up going and getting pizza because I was too uncomfortable to go up and talk to him but, like, I could have done it. And, like, it's something that I regret to this day. Like, if I saw him now, like, and I had that opportunity again, I'd totally go up and say hello to him because I just heard he's so nice. But I don't know why I had that, like, starstruck, like, moment of, like, oh, he's not going to want to talk to me or <laughs> whatever. But, uh... I mean, and that's understandable, too. Like, that's 
and like it's, it's weird. Uh, like meeting people like that is just, I don't know like I don't even know like people ask me like I I fucking love the Philadelphia Eagles like, yeah like I'm, I'm a diehard Eagles fan and sometimes people are like hey would you love like uh, we should go to the wherever and like meet you know like Jalen Hurts like the quarterback I don't know I'm like I not that I don't even know if I'd be nervous but I also wouldn't even know like I don't know how much of a desire I would have to meet Jalen Hurts right like, I'd be like like if I met him I'd be like the thing is I've never met like I haven't met a whole lot of of people like famous super famous people in yeah. comedy not the ones that people know like yeah. the one thing that I did I met was uh, you know who Artie Lang is right yeah, yeah yeah so I got to meet like I never talked to him but I was in his vicinity for like a couple months like five two feet, five feet away from him always because Elazar was doing, um, was doing these shows with uh, Bam Margera getting into stand-up, which was not, <laughs> not good. It was very much uh, a very tough time and gotcha. a lot of a controversial, like, it was an interesting time period because it was like Elazar was doing these shows with fucking Bam Margera and Bam is out of his mind. <laughs> and and Artie Lang is with us is with them uh, attached to these shows. And Artie, he's sober now. He's been sober for like two or three years now. But like at that time period, it was not a good time. So I got to see Artie Lang at his Artie Lang ES, is what I put it. It's like, I got to see him at that, like, it's scary and he was not approachable and I didn't, you know, try and go out to him. But I was in that vicinity of like, I am seeing Artie Lang be... Artie Lang, one hundred percent. Shout out to Elazar, and I can see being a good guy to be able to wrangle those types yeah. of Yeah, it was it was an interesting thing, and uh, it was it was just a uh, it it was it was really cool. But um, and to me, with doing the podcast, like the cool thing is, I've been able to have a couple of headliners on, and they've all been super nice to me. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched his stuff. Uh, He's like the person I always brag about having on. Is uh, have you ever watched uh, Gianmarco Cerezzi? You ever heard of him? Uh, not actually, and I I do I will disclaim I suck with like right with names and stuff. Yeah, I I I listen to a lot of comedy. So back to your original question, I watched a lot this month. I watched um, Jim Gaffigan has a new special on Amazon, and okay. I I got Amazon like like the 30 like 30 days like free thing to like watch that one thing of him because he has a new special every year it's like it's his it's his 10th special but like his like 18th it'll be his 18th like album and it's like crazy like you know and he's a big like jim gaffigan is one person who i'd say is like my biggest influence for what i do on stage and sort of the style and everything that I am like I'm more darker I'm more dirtier but it's the same type of he's been very influential to me and uh it's really good it's good how it's crazy how funny to be as a clean comic like like I try to write jokes and I immediately just talk about like Tom and farting yeah like two things the one thing that's that's kind of great about Jim Gaffigan that I love and he's always had this is like he'll get dirty like in, in his 2011 special, which I love, uh, um, uh, it's called, uh, oh, what's it called? I can't remember. But it's his 2011 one. 
and uh, he um, he does this joke at the end, which is like the greatest dick joke that I've ever heard, and it's like so good, and it's about um, the uh, the like over the counter like knockoff Viagra stuff, and he's like he's talking about how they got uh, Jimmy Johnson to do the to be the spokesperson, and he's like. That's perfect. He's like, he's like, can you imagine that executive meeting where he's like, we get him or Dick Buckus, one of those guys. <laughs> it's like, he is such like, and the funny thing like about him is like, with Jimmy Avenue is that he'll, his stuff will be like clean in the beginning. And then it's like, in the middle or towards the end, he'll have like some type of darker, dirtier joke. And the thing that's always funny to me is like, the person's going to have to explain that to their kid. <laughs> the kid has What's that word mean? <laughs> I love that. And, uh, but that was when I watched, and uh, Tom Segura's was the other one, besides Mark Norman's was the other one that I watched. Tom Segura's was, was phenomenal. So I love that. And uh, but what else was I going to say about that? But yeah, it's, it's always cool. Just I, I was, are you still able to watch, do you feel like you're still able to watch it from the same way that you were, or do you look at it from a different perspective when you watch stand-up now? Um, I'd say probably from a, it's, it's from a different perspective. Um, like, for a while, I didn't like to watch it. Like, when I, I'm just starting to, like, watch it again now, and I'm mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, uh, and I, like, appreciate it in a different way. But I try, like, I could I just, like, sit back and be like, oh, let me enjoy this special right. over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't remember. Enjoy a special. Do you, um, do you have, this happened to me with one person, do you ever have a comedian that maybe you didn't like or didn't care for that your kind of opinion changed on once you started doing stand-up yourself? Um, no, I I wouldn't say that. I definitely, like, I think I still think the same people are funny and the people, like, Mm -hmm. that I don't watch as much and, like, don't really like that, like, their style. Right, yeah. I don't think there's, I guess, like, I can still, uh, the only thing I can say is, like, when I see someone who I don't enjoy, I'm like, oh, they're not personally, like, who I think. Yeah, they're not for you. That's a a healthy way to to think of it. Yeah. I think it can only be, like, to me, I'm always, the only thing I only care about with, like, open mics and stuff is, like, I'm fine if people do it for, like, a hobby. And, like, we're all sort of doing it for a hobby at this point. But, like, as long as you try. Like, that's a big thing for me is if people try, that's that's the only thing I really care about is, like, if you give a shit, like, about it, then that's good. The other person... Oh, this is who I want to mention about being clean. The one person who I'm so envious of now, he's newer, is uh, Alex Abersano. One, one second. I'm just... Yeah. One You probably know you know him as uh, Alex Versano is he's very he's very clean. Sometimes I've, I've had this thing where I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to try to 
write cleaner jokes or write like a certain style of jokes. Yeah. But I feel like that generally has not worked out for me as much. I'm just like, just write what you think is funny. What you think and is if funny, it yeah. To be cleaner. If it happens to be cleaner, great. If not, yeah. I have some clean stuff. It's just, it's, it's never enough. It's like, okay, I have three minutes. I have like two minutes of clean stuff. <laughs> and yeah, to yeah, me, it's yeah. like, I love, like, I love, like, observational comedy. Like, I love that. I love that, but I can't personally do it. Like, I can't, like, there are some people who can see, like, a random object in a room, like a lamp, and write, like, 15 lamp jokes. I can't do that. I have to be, like, I have to have, like I said, like, that type of eureka moment where, <laughs> where something happens or I'm, or it's the middle of the night and it's just, like, some weird thought and it's, like, okay, now this. And the only thing that's, like, kind of cool about it is I mentioned, like, the joke I kind of make is like have to explain it to normal functioning people, because it'll just come to you like jokes. You'll be like, you know, it and it's it's funny because like if you told your this is a funny thing like if you told your younger self like that you were doing stand up like I don't think we would believe it like I don't think your child self would believe it at all. They'd <laughs> be like, you'd be like, be like. What do I be when they're like? What am I gonna be when I grow up? Like they see you, like you know, they get to meet your younger self. It's like, what do I get to be an astronaut? Do I get to be a football player? What happens? What happens? And then you're like, oh, after work, you go to a bar, and you tell silly jokes in front of other people. <laughs> the one. The other thing that I think would be cool, though, to me is, like, if it was a machine, like a time machine or something, that could, like, for one night, like, for people's sets, is make them, like, 10 years old again, their 10-year-old self again, and make them do a set. That's just specific people I would like to see, like, like do a set. Like, imagine, like, Russell doing a set at, like, 10 years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, just seeing different people. Yeah, but uh anyway um i don't think it'd be very funny right yeah because shit just needs to happen in life you know it's we always have those moments of like oh this is why i why i do this this is what made us do it is having that experience and everything but um i um i want to thank you for uh giving me more of your time uh I don't want to take up too much more. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Oh, no problem, dude. Thank you so much. Um, like I said, I, I really do appreciate you having me on. Like, this is this is the first ever podcast of the National Year, so this would take a good Oh, great. <laughs> but, no, dude, thank you so much. Um, like I said, it, like, when I said, like, everyone has been so cool to be uh, starting out, like, you're definitely a part of that. So oh, yeah. It, no problem, man. Thank you so much for... Uh, 